0: Welcome to the Travel Media Lab podcast. I'm your host, Yulia Denisuk, an award-winning travel photographer and writer, entrepreneur, community builder, and a firm believer that every one of us can go after the stories we've always wanted to tell with the right support, encouragement, and structure. I'm on a mission to help women storytellers everywhere break into and thrive in the travel media space. If you're ready to ditch your fears to the side, grow your knowledge and confidence, and publish your travel stories, you're in the right place. Let's go! Welcome back, everyone. We are taking a quick break this September here at the Travel Media Lab podcast, and we will be returning with fresh Season 7 episodes for you in October. Until then, I'd like to share with you a few conversations that we regularly have in the circle, our membership in which we help you get your stories published with ongoing support encouragement, opportunities, and a community as you establish yourself in the travel media space. In this bonus episode, I'm sharing with you a conversation we recently had in the circle. At the beginning of each month, we set a theme, and in August, our theme was expanding your writing practice. I invited a travel writer and editor and dear friend, Jen Roberts, to come in and talk to us about how she started in this career path and why we should expand the list of publications that we're considering working with. In today's episode, I share with you a part of that conversation, and in the rest of it, We also discuss how to pitch a monthly regular column that you are a contributor to for a publication. This whole workshop and all of our conversations and workshops and all of the things that we do inside the circle, in addition to the support and the community that we offer, are available to you when you join us over at travelmedialab.com slash circle. And before we get started, I want to share with you a super exciting announcement. This October, we're inviting travel writer Jessica Poitivien to run a series of travel writing workshops inside the circle. We're calling the series, The Anatomy of a Travel Story. And in it, Jessica is going to take you through the whole process from generating ideas and pitching to interviewing and gathering your sources to developing your story structure and writing your article. Jessica has written for Travel and Leisure, Condé Nast Traveler, National Geographic, Photos Travel, and many more, and I'm so, so excited to learn from her this October. Now, let me tell you a little bit more about how the workshops will look like. We'll have a total of three one-hour workshops on Monday, October 3rd, October 17th, and October 24th. The workshops are free for our Circle members. And if you join us at our Imagine level, which is just $27 a month, you'll be able to get the audio recording of all the workshops. Now, if you want to attend the live call, if you want to interact with Jessica, if you want to ask her questions, then you can join us at our Rise or Soar levels. And at those two levels, you will have live access to the workshops and the opportunity to get your pitch critiqued by jessica again the first workshop will run on monday october 3rd so if you join any time before that you'll be able to learn alongside jessica and get her amazing expertise and experience get more information about this at troublemedialabcom slash circle and i hope to see you inside all right now let's get into this episode All right. Well, welcome everyone to our uh, monthly workshop that we do at the beginning of the month in the circle. And I'm so Happy to see so many amazing, amazing members of ours joining. And uh, by the way, welcome Katie. Katie is our new member. She just joined recently. uh, Welcome Katie. It's so, it's so wonderful to, to have you join us and uh, look forward to getting to know you on our next call, which is our sort of pitch brainstorm call that we have in a few weeks. And of course, uh, HydroLean, Barbie, Katie, Kat, Susan, Hannah. So good to see everyone. So today we have uh, Jen. Roberts with us who is a incredible friend but also an amazing travel writer and Jen and I recently reconnected because we sort of we knew each other uh, several years ago uh, when we were both in St. Louis and at that time neither of us was a travel writer but we connected uh, because of our love of storytelling of traveling and we in fact met at uh, Susan Gilbert's Talk. She was giving a talk. Liz Gilbert. Yeah. Oh oh my love. Liz Gilbert. What? Of course, Liz Gilbert.
1: How cliche that's (laughs) where we met.
0: (laughs) i know it it defined our relationship right (laughs) and and then we sort of you know i left st louis and after some time jen left st louis too and you know we were keeping in touch but we recently reconnected in chicago and jen since has become a travel writer and i have since become a travel writer and photographer as well and so When we reconnected and uh, had a conversation, I just immediately thought she needs to come and talk to you friends because uh, not only she's an accomplished writer, but she was giving me so many fresh ideas that even I started thinking differently about the way I should be approaching my writing practice. So I thought we need to have Jen come and talk to our members uh, and share share her secrets with us uh, and, and also give you guys an opportunity to ask her questions about her wonderful experience of being in this career path. So without further ado, adieu, Jen, it's so amazing to have you. Thank you so much for your time coming today. Yeah,
1: thanks for having me. So I, I do you want me to just begin on how I started writing?
0: Yeah, let's, uh, let's get into it. Yeah.
1: Okay. So I never ever set out to be a travel writer. I will start with that. So fresh out of grad school, I have a bachelor's and a master's in literature. And my first job out of college was at a university, a pharmacy school of all places. And I was interviewed by a woman who was going to write like a staff newsletter And I didn't know the woman from anyone. It turns out she's like the most prolific writer in St. Louis and has won like national awards at this point in New York for her writing because she's amazing. But she interviewed me for a staff newsletter. And when she learned I had a master's in literature, she said, why don't you write? And I said, I don't know. I've I've never thought to write. She's like, you should write. I'm like, okay, why not? So she started me with like a newsletter and then, I mean, I learned to write from her. I was really, really fortunate that she edited my work and she edited it in a really tough way. And then she kind of moved me to um, the alumni magazine and then she left the university because she shouldn't have been there in the first place in the role that she was in because she's too great of a writer. And then she became the editor of St. Louis magazine took me with her and I had a column there. And then she didn't like that because she just likes to write and she stepped down. And so I wrote for her, I wrote for the magazine for um, a couple of years, way back in like 2003, 2004, Then I pursued a PhD, so I completely had, I mean, I had to stop writing because I had a big, big project, (laughs) a dissertation that I had to do, but I've always loved to travel. Like travel is the piece here for me. I love being in other cultures and exploring and learning and like really deep diving in. And so I say that I never set out to be a travel writer, but everything I've done in my career has been so I can travel. So when I worked on my Ph.D., I am like, well, I'm going to study comparative education because then they have to give me money to go travel. (laughs) So I spent time in India. Um, I, I studied girls education and I did it in the rural villages of India where there's no electricity. I did it in the slums of Mumbai. I um, spent time in Cambodia. I was really drawn to Asia at this point. Um, now it's Latin America. That's another story. But so all of my work, everything I did as an academic, I traveled for. I traveled to conferences. I traveled. And, and ultimately, you, know, you think you know what your dream job is. And I got into academia and I just realized I didn't love it. And I loved the rich storytelling that came from doing qualitative research because qualitative research is where, you you know, I would go into communities and you spend an extended period of time and you're taught to observe and pay attention to details and pay attention to artifacts that exist, right? You can learn a lot about a context of a place by looking at meeting notes or things that are on bulletin boards or things, you know, you just really pay attention to your environment and everything you have access to. Um, And then interviewing is a huge piece of that work. So I didn't realize it at the time, but it was really laying a brilliant foundation for when I decided to leave um, and just pursue writing full-time. So for me, I've always been a single parent and I have two kids. So when I decided that I wanted to leave academia It wasn't with the goal to be a travel writer. It was the goal to obtain enough work so I could quit my job and still support my kids and travel. I I wanted to be remote. And so for me, the person I knew to reach out to was the woman who started me writing years ago. And so I just, it was in 2016. This is how quick like a network can work. 2016, I sent Jeanette, her name's Jeanette Cooperman. You can look her up. She's amazing. Um, She's an essayist now, but I sent her a message and I said, Hey, I, I would like to start writing again. How might I do that? I just wanted her advice. And she's like, Oh, okay. And she, she just, because she is who she is, she sent an email. And within 30 minutes, I had a weekly column, you know, that's luck, but, um, you know, it was a weekly column and it was a family column and I didn't want to write family pieces and, and the articles paid $35, but I wrote those family articles. I wrote every single week for my $35. And then it just kind of. So, so wait, you got this
0: monthly uh, or weekly column at the magazine yeah. and i think it's it's so important to talk about how really how important it is to know people um mm-hmm. in the industry right i always talk about that too that we you know knowing people is the most sure way of getting assignments and getting work but what i want you to talk through a little bit more because i think that will be mm-hmm. relevant to sure. our members is also like going full time as a writer that's that's like that's a challenge that is challenging scary. that's scary and challenging Mm -hmm. so how did you how did you manage that was, that, was it that you relied uh, on that month, on, on that weekly column
1: or how did you? Um, well, that grew, obviously. So, you know, I started with a column. I, I did that. Well, I did that for a while until I had enough work from the magazine. It's just been a process of trading off for me. Right. So I started with this family weekly column with no enjoyment, if I'm honest, just I was doing it to do it. You know, and occasionally I could put my own spin on it. Like I remember I wrote an article on like how to introduce your kids to other cultures in St. Louis. And, you know, I was always trying to find me within that family column and art and social issues. And so I was always trying to find ways and and travel and other cultures and and immigration and refugee issues in the States. That's always where I have found myself. So it all, all relates to travel, but I never said, I want to write travel stories, but, but slowly the magazine, because I developed such a great relationship with them, they kind of figured me out. And so, um, just, it was just this process, right? Like I was just doing online and then they moved me to store, you know, stories for print and obviously those pay a lot more. And then, and then they started giving me editing work. So yeah, it's been a good, good place for me. It still is. And, and I, I, They just send things my way most of the time, but I have such a relationship with them now. So I guess don't cancel out your regional magazines because they can give you a lot of work and it's consistent. I know I always have a big paycheck from the magazine every single month. And I guess I'm kind of the freelancer that's almost like part of the staff at this point. Like that's how well situated I am there. To where um, it's provided me opportunities. Like, I was the only freelancer they paid to attend a conference recently. It was all the full time staff and me. They do a biannual magazine. And out of nowhere, the editor wrote to me, he goes, Hey, do you want to edit the magazine? And I'm like, Edit the whole magazine? And he's like, Yeah, we want you to be the editor of this. I was like, Yeah, that seems fun. Um, you know, so it's provided me a lot of like interesting experiences that I wouldn't have had in other ways. And the most recent is they used to not run travel content, but the magazine is really testing out newsletters. And so they're trying to, you know, they have a a newsletter for everything now. And of course, they started a travel newsletter and they had an in-staff person, an in-house person doing it. And as soon as she resigned, I like just jumped on it and I, I messaged the main editor and I said, I want the travel newsletter. He's like, yeah, of course, you should have the travel newsletter. So that's given me a really interesting opportunity. They want it to be regional specific, which is not my area because I don't ever travel regionally, but, but it's still been a really good opportunity to learn more about the Midwest, which embarrassingly, like I've spent my whole life there and I, I don't travel there. I didn't know much about it. So it's been a really good experience. And I guess I'll just a side note. If any of you ever want to write articles, I'm the editor. So I need, <laughs> I need better writers, honestly couple of things I want
0: to point out here that you said, Jen, that I think are important. And again, like, that's why I, I love bringing you on and, and talking to you. Because honestly, I've never myself considered regional outlets, regional pubs, regional newsletter. You know, I'm so set my my eyes on the big, like, national publications. But if you're looking for a consistent, let's say, relationship, that relationship may, yeah, be, easier. <laughs> it may be easier to develop with a regional pub. You know, in your in your region, in your city, in your town where you have expertise, where you're local even. Right. It doesn't even necessarily has to be about travel, traveling far to to start that kind of relationship.
1: Yeah. And I guess because I am the editor now, that's afforded me things. I mean, I left the country, too. I left the U.S. last summer. So I'm, I'm not in the country often, but it afforded me when I was back this summer. I had free stays all over. I exploited that so much. I had so much fun, Um, just like going to the, you know, I went to Indianapolis, Nashville, Chicago. And so it was just, it's been a really good opportunity and an unexpected one.
0: How long would you say it took you to develop that relationship with that magazine and to to get to a point where you are now where you know, you're getting assignments, you're editing their biannual uh, issue. Like it's, it seems like it's a great relationship that you guys are having. So like, how, how long would you say it's taking you?
1: I mean, I started getting, I started writing for print very quickly, like almost immediately. It, you know, they started assigning me things. But um, 2016, I started writing. I would say probably like 2019, like I was really situated in the magazine. But then I guess- I guess don't overlook regional. It's not that I have my heart set on continuing to write regional. I honestly want to shift, but I have so much work right now that's paying my bills that it's been a slow shift. I am starting to drop off things and say no so that I can pursue other things. But it's, I mean, for me, it, it's about money too. And I, I have to write where the money is for me. But what, what St. Louis Magazine has afforded me is I started writing for some of the art institutions in St. Louis. I started, I write for the St. Louis Symphony, which is like my favorite cultural institution in the city. Yeah, they reached out to me because they liked my work in the magazine. And, um, and I'm a playbill writer now for the symphony. I just got off a call with like one of the top violinists of the symphony. Like I love that. So there are ways to like write about travel, right? It, it's helped me see St. Louis in a different way. And, and it honestly felt unfortunate when I left Because I was really starting to be ingrained in the community. And I was being, you know, I was invited to gala events and conferences and art gallery openings. And it was starting to be really fun. And then I left. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's great,
0: Jen. And I think that's, that's a really good example of how we just never know where opportunities can arise. Because, Mm -hmm. like, again, like, I would have never thought even that writing for an art institution or a symphony is a possibility to expand your income stream, you know, which is, which is really interesting. Mm -hmm. And talk to us a little bit about how you view exactly that expanding your practice because what what we even talked about when you and I met in Chicago is that you know you don't necessarily pitch and work with just travel publications right you had mm-hmm. an article mm-hmm. in a coffee magazine You Mm -hmm. had an article in another magazine that's not related to travel, Mm -hmm. but you wrote a piece that was travel related. So how do you walk us through that? Because again, like I, sorry, I just, (laughs) I just want to say that I am acknowledging my own biases here because I'm so focused on travel publications, but you have actually even opened my eyes to like, there's this huge potential of outlets and magazines we could be approaching with travel stories that are not travel publications specifically. And that's, mm-hmm. to me, just like a goldmine, to be honest,
1: that, that we need to be mm-hmm. looking at. And so, you know, when I was in Mexico City, which is kind of where I'm based, I, if I'm based anywhere, I spend the most time there right now. <laughs> I'm trying to find a home right now. But I'm really interested in coffee and coffee production. And so I found this coffee company that's doing this really incredible work. And I wrote to them and asked if I could interview them and, and write about them. And, you know, they agreed. And so I did this story, you know, that talks about the coffee shop, but also talks about its connection with farmers in the field and how they really support the work um, being done in in these coffee fincas throughout Mexico. And it could have been a story for um, a travel publication. There are lots of coffee stories in travel publications, but um, it didn't even really dawn on me. I went for the coffee publication. I wanted to kind of like establish myself as a coffee writer. And, um, you know, and it was an easy, I pitched it and he wrote back and he's like, yeah, this is exactly what we want. And I'm like, oh, okay. And similarly, you know, there's an artist, I'm always drawn to the social issues. If you look at my work, there's, I love social issues. I love equality and I love like connecting. I think like stories have such a power to like connect people. And so there's an artist who now is a good friend of mine in Mexico. City and he created these sculptures that he put along the migrant trail in Mexico and they're coyotes, right symbolic of the coyotes that run migrants through Mexico. And he stamped them with information that migrants would need for their journey through Mexico because they, he found like in his volunteer work that the migrants didn't know all the resources that were available to them. And I just love the story so much and so I interviewed him and I, I wrote that and I pitched it to an art publication. So I think like the beauty of travel is you can find what you love about it, right? Like if you love food or if you love art or if you love for me, like the social and that human side of it, that's what really drives me design and architecture. If you look at my travel articles, they're like architecture heavy because that really just interests me. But I think the beauty of like whatever it is you love about traveling, there's a whole platform there of, of magazines. They exist. There's there's dozens of travel magazines or, or magazines for coffee. You wouldn't even think that. There are so many of them. The more I dig in, there are so many magazines just focusing on coffee and art so- and art and social issues.
0: So it sounds like your background in academia and in research has served you well, because what I'm picking up here is that you have excellent research skills. Because my next question would be like, how do you <laughs> find some of these publications? Is it, is it really just a matter of, you know, coffee publications in the US? And then you go through a Google Google search, mm-hmm. uh, like rabbit hole. Is that sort of
1: how, how your process works? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Google, yep, Google search. Instagram—you can learn so much on Instagram. Like, you can find, you can find everyone you need to find on Instagram. It's amazing, isn't it? Um, But yeah, Google searches, and and then you know you you go to Instagram and you kind of look to see who other people are following in a very stalker kind of way, and it kind of leads you where you need to go. Similarly, I'm in Honduras because I'm working on a book project on coffee now. I'm actually pursuing a book. And I found all my participants on Instagram. So it's just, it was going to some of these organizations that support women coffee farmers. And um, I started going through all of the pictures and I found almost all of my, the people I'm interviewing, the people I'm meeting, the people I'm spending time with on Instagram. So
0: that's amazing. And yeah, like, like I said, it's just so refreshing for me to see how expansive your view of Potential stories, potential publications, you know, reaching out to people, how expansive that is. And, you know, I think it's a great reminder for all of us because in the circle, in this community, we are very like zeroed in on travel. We're like travel, travel, travel all the time. But I think it's a great reminder for us that there are so many intersects there, right? Travel intersect, like you, like you said, travel intersects with so many other topics, and we don't need to be zeroed zeroed in on travel, just travel, just travel publications. And I think for this month's topic, for expanding your writing practice, and this is for for you more more Katie because uh, most of our members know this, but the. The purpose of these monthly calls or like calls at the beginning of the month is that I want to set a theme in the circle that we're dedicating the month to. And then sometimes I give homework and you know sometimes we want to sort of expand and, and continue that conversation. And so for, for this month, I want to encourage all of us to look at okay I know my Nast travelers <laughs> of the world right I know my National Geographics of the world I know all these you know Lonely Planets of the world what other publications can I find that are within that intersection of my curiosities my passions my interests and travel that I can pitch to this month and so you know when we post this call recording in the, in the group I will outline that this this homework this challenge more specifically but I do want us to push ourselves to look at, okay, what other publication can I pitch to this month that is not a travel publication? Because I think that's just such an excellent way to start expanding your practice, which, you know, you've done such a great job of. Thanks again for listening to our bonus episode today. I hope you found the ideas we discussed here relevant and inspiring. If you're looking for support, opportunities, and community in the travel media space, consider joining us in the circle where we have conversations like the one you just heard on a regular basis. And don't forget, this October, we're running a special series of workshops with travel writer, Jessica Poitivian, where she'll teach generating ideas and pitching, gathering sources and interviewing and developing your story structure. If you've been thinking about joining the circle, this is your cue. Don't miss this awesome opportunity to learn from Jessica and improve your travel writing skills. Go to travelmedialab.com slash circle to learn more. Thanks again for listening and stay tuned for another bonus episode coming your way next week.